0: Following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. And welcome in to a Thursday edition of Main Street Sports. Today on the program, we're joined in studio for the whole stinking show. One George Blaster will be with us right here in our Columbia studios. Also, we'll be joined by Seth Anderson, Columbia Academy softball coach in the spring. May have other sports to talk about with him as well. Other topics today are Daily Braves update. I'm sure George will have something to say about that. also, Fred's back at it tonight whether they want to or not against the abs game two we'll preview that talk a little grizzlies basketball and uh pac-12 sec commissioners in our nation's capital question mark we'll talk about that as well so much to get to now to our host of the day of course the sundrop kid from alabama mr chris with our special guest of the day the one george plaster gentlemen
1: jp thank you Hope you guys are having a great Thursday. It is a beautiful Thursday here in Columbia, and I hope it remains that way, but I don't think it's going to. I think the rain is going to head our way here momentarily, but that's okay. It's okay. Because we're inside. And that's all that matters. It's been hot outside today, and I'm I'm happy to be in here, even if it is a little chilly. It's all right. George. No, it's, no, it's a meat locker. It's it's pretty cold what, in here. What's going on in here? I'll tell you, typically it's really, really hot in here. So we have to kind of get it cool. And apparently the thermostat hasn't shut off today. So they went
2: a little far with it.
1: That's okay. (laughs) It's all right. George, welcome to Main Street officially. And welcome to Main Street Sports today. In the near future, George will be following our show with his 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. time slot here on these same Main Street media outlets. So should be a lot of fun.
2: Looking forward to it, um, you know. I never thought at this uh, point in my life that I would get a an opportunity to do something like this that would excite me this much. I'm pretty fired up.
1: You know, if you watched Friday Night Live uh, this past year or Main Street's Friday Night Football Scoreboard Show uh, two years ago, you saw George. Uh, he was on that show and and taking our calls from across football fields <laughs> across the state and uh it was a lot of fun and we get to do that again this year going to going to kind of break it up into three shows you and Murphy are going to be on pregame and talking to us again and it's it's just it's exciting to have you full time here at Main Street
2: well I'm excited about it uh you guys have sort of blazed the trail for what it is we're going to try to do from 4 to 6 so I'm in here this is a reconnaissance mission
1: yeah it's exactly
2: i've got to figure out okay why is he over there? What does he do? How does this signal get from here to there? Because I think most of my listeners, all six of them are aware that, uh, technologically I'm a little behind. Well,
1: you know, it, it, here's the thing. It, it's, it's, this is a, a, a Mo Just tell me where to sit and talk. Right. Where is Mo? <laughs> Mo is somewhere in the Gulf of Mexico. What
2: the hell? <laughs> hey, Are hey, you serious? Hey, we,
1: we let him. We let him out. I'm in here because he got a free vacation. Yeah, he got a vacation. I don't know who who He's who told him he was okay. Yeah, he is. He is Good on a cruise. Him. He's so, a Hall of Famer. Hey, when you're in a Hall of Famer, you get to do stuff like exactly. that, and you'll get you'll get to learn about that here soon. Yeah. Well, now that you've now that you have been a oh, hold on a abducted. second.
2: Wait a minute. What did you just hit? <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So, so hit George, again. We, we do, we do a little, uh, a little, uh, post-show video, a couple of minutes that we call the daily dinger. So okay. the most ding worthy moments of the day, typically, uh, they are, uh, fun in nature or congratulatory. So, uh, so you, you let
2: us off today with our first daily dinger. Okay. It's mm-hmm. yeah. feel good about that. Yes. Self-esteem on the ride. <laughs> yes.
1: we're, we're hoping that, uh, the, the daily dingers will, uh, inspire the Atlanta Braves to hit more oh, dingers. Gosh. Yeah. But I, I think, I think Rob Manfred purposely, <laughs> good try. Uh, I, th- I think he purposely took the balls from juiced to what they are now, because we hit the ball too hard.
2: This guy needs to stay out of that kind of stuff. <laughs> First of all, He's not a very well-liked commissioner. Even he had to admit the players despise him.
1: Players, Um, fans, everyone.
2: (laughs) You know, he sort of lost me when he contracted all the minor league teams. And one of those minor league franchises is down in Jackson, Jackson. Tennessee, owned by a really good friend of mine, Reese Smith. And I feel bad for, for people like him who stuck their neck out on the line only to have a commissioner decide, that he wasn't worthy or or they weren't worthy. And then this whole screw around with the baseballs, it's ridiculous. He needs to stay out of that.
1: He needs to act like a commissioner. Right. Just do your job. You don't have to do other stuff. He he's so bad at his job, he's trying to do other things to make up for being bad at his job. He does
2: feel that way. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I I was watching the Phillies game last night. I have the the MLA. MLB extra innings package. And that's a that's a park that typically has been a bandbox. Mm-hmm. And last night they could not get a ball out of there. It ended up zip zip going to the tenth inning. And that is, I believe I'm right, the either the fifth or sixth time already this year that we have had a scoreless game going to extra innings. Mm. And that's because of him. I mean, you look, there are about five balls last night. That you knew would have gotten out of the old park. Hold on. Why did that come up there? Okay, I see that. Oh, yeah, I see that. That's you over there causing trouble. George, you were asking earlier, what exactly
0: is it you what do here? What would you say you do? What would you say you do here? So you'll, you're going to find out, George.
1: Uh-huh. You're <laughs> you going to find
2: out. So story time with George. Mm-hmm. How long have you had that in the
1: system? It's, it's been ready to go right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love so it. It's a
0: live show, George.
1: I will tell you, one of the things JP does here, and he does it really well, is he reads the entire... <laughs> I could read. The, <laughs> hooked on phonics worked for him. He can... He can read the entire rundown without taking a breath. It's impressive. So why don't you show him your skills, JP? Give us yesterday and some of today's results and the rest of today's schedule on the rundown. This is The Rundown.
0: All right, uh, this rundown brought to you by Insert Your Business here. We'll start with uh, high school baseball from yesterday. Britwood Academy over Lipscomb Academy, 4-3 the final there. East Robertson, 12-5 over Cheatham uh, County. It was NBA 2-1 winners over Ensworth. Hope John Paul the second, 15-7 to over Father Ryan Forrest. Defeated Murfreesboro Central Magnet, 8-4 the final there. And West Creek over Kenwood, 13-1. High school softball from Wednesday. will 11-1 over Blackman. Forrest 11-1 also over Rockvale, Gallatin shutting out Henner's Lane 17-0. The Braves 9-2 winners yesterday afternoon on a getaway day in the Big Apple. It was the Sounds last night over Norfolk 4-2. Two. So, two for two on our baseball teams uh, from yesterday. That's a good start towards the end of the week. For sure. sure. Um, College softball, the Great Midwest Conference Tournament, Trevecca, with a pair of wins, 5-3 over Tiffin. And today, 2-0 over Hillsdale that just completed, Chris, what, some 20 minutes ago? About that, yeah. Something like that. Uh, looking at the schedule today, high school baseball, 4:30. first pitch. Include Maplewood at, uh, at Hillsborough, Hume Fog hosting Glencliffe. Rockville is at Oakland. Smyrna hosts Laverne. Cheatham County versus Sycamore. It is Tennessee Heat at Zion Christian at the 5 o'clock first pitch at 6 tonight. You'll see Spring Hill at Tullahoma. Marshall County is at Lawrence County. Uh, East Robertson hosting Franklin Simpson from Kentucky. Also at 6, McCabick at Gallatin at 7 tonight, Fairview host Harford Siegel will be at Blackman. Softball today, 4 o'clock. Saints to see Academy at Christian Academy. 4 o'clock, uh, 4.30 will be Friendship Christian at Good Pastor. 5 o'clock, we'll see Hendersonville hosting of Cannon County at Westmoreland. CPAs at Zion Christian. Also, South Haven Christian at Zion Christian. Uh, it's,
1: it's South um, Haven Christian at Zion. CPA is not Zion. Zion. Gotcha.
0: Sorry. Okay, so there we go. Uh, Mount Juliet Christian is at Clarksville Christian. It's a 5 o'clock start. At 5.30, Clarksville hosting Rossview Centennial at Ravenwood. At 7 tonight. Smith County is at Watertown. On the pitch, boys soccer. 5 o'clock, first touch. Franklin Road Academy at web school. It's Cheatham County at Springfield at 6, also at 6. MLK hosting STEM Academy. Clarksville is at Montgomery Central. Mount Juliet will host Rockvale. West Creek is at Kenwood at 6.30. CPA right here in Mule Town to take on Columbia. East Hickman hosting Harpeth at 7 tonight. Nolansville is at Fairview. Hendersonville hosts Gallatin. Smyrna travels to Laverne. Lincoln County up to Page at 7. Also at 7 Riverdale and Stewart's Creek. Dixon County at Rossview. White House. Hosting Merrill Hyde and Sycamores at White House Heritage. Check your local front office for start time on that one. College baseball today: Cumberland's at Georgetown College, not to be confused with George College. Uh, one thirty, they should be underway about midway through, maybe third inning or so. No, yeah,
1: they're, they're they're halfway through the first. Apparently, they got a ah, late start.
0: Okay, late start. Uh, could have some weather. Uh, Bellerman at Lipscomb, five o'clock on YouTube. You can watch that one today. Softball. Uh, it is the Sounds hosting Norfolk. Their series continues 635. First pitch starters to be determined. And tonight in the NHL, the Preds, game two in Denver, in the Mile House City to take on the Avalanche 830 TNT. That's right, TNT for hockey.
1: I know, oh my! Oh.
0: Colorado leads that best of seven series, one game to none. And uh, for more prep scores, go to MainStreetSports.com. That is your Wednesday, Thursday rundown of Wednesday <laughs>
1: scores. Back to you, gentlemen. Where? Haven't seen a gentleman yet. Mm -hmm. Still looking for you. Good luck to us. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got Columbia Academy softball coach Seth Anderson. He's going to join us and talk to us about his softball team trying for its third consecutive state title. So we'll be right back. Main Street Sports today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint after this. 388 5731 and schedule your tour today.
2: Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes. That'd be awesome. Have great attention to
0: detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student athletes in your community?
1: Obviously, yes.
0: Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at HighSchoolOfficials.com.
1: Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries, and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in to Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, alongside George Plaster, JP on the controls. Glad to have you guys with us here. We appreciate it because we get a chance to bring in one of our favorite guests. We have him quite often, but it's because he makes great radio, and that is Columbia Academy football and softball coach Seth Anderson. Coach, welcome into the show. Thank you for taking some time with us.
3: No, well, thank y'all for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, absolutely, man. Looking forward to uh, watching you guys continue your trek toward a third consecutive state title. And yesterday, a big win over Good Pasture, one nothing. Uh, talk a little bit about this team and tell us what. What do you see in this team that maybe you have seen from the past two state championship teams or what makes this team a little different?
3: Yeah. So, uh, well, a a lot of the similarities are obviously, we bring back uh, a lot of the roster that we had last year, uh, when we won it in 21, uh, we bring back seven uh, defensive starters and then six girls who were in the, in the batting order, uh, from last year. So, uh, obviously, there's a lot of familiarity there. Um, and then, you know, you talk talking about the success, you know, pitching and defense is, has really been our, our, uh, you know, bread and butter this year. We've been getting great pitching from both of our pitchers. Um, and then defensively, uh, we, we've been making, you know, the plays you're supposed to make. Um, you know, I, I tell the girls before every game, you know, you don't have to do anything spectacular. Just make the plays that you're supposed to make and uh, typically good things that happen. So fortunately we've been able to do that. Hopefully uh, we can continue to do that uh, for the, for the remainder of the year.
1: Avery Slaughter in the circle for you is always uh, gives you a chance to win. And she has been as good as she always is all year long for you, coach. And, and you know, Avery is just one of those, those players that when you, when you need somebody to step up and give you get you a big out or something like that, she's just one of those players you can count on.
3: Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, Avery last year, uh, you know, she was our uh she she carried the load there towards the end of the year, uh started every game in the postseason uh this year. Um, you know, we we've been fortunate enough to have her and uh, Anna Brewer who's been able to throw well. So Avery's uh, pretty well-rested, uh, only thrown about half of the games this regular season. So uh, we're we're looking to try to follow the same formula as last year and, and really lean on her uh, the rest of the way. And, you know, she she's a senior. Uh, she's been there before. Um, you know, you, you talked about game against good pasture, you know, perfect game, seven innings, a one-to-nothing game. Uh, and that's pretty impressive. Uh, two weeks ago, go down to Chattanooga, and, and she uh, – You know, Battles Baylor for nine innings were able to come on top, but, you know, two to one in in that game. So she's seen a lot of really good competition uh, this year. And, you know, like you said, she's risen to the occasion every time. Uh, So, you know, proud of her and, and the senior leadership that she has shown.
1: Seth Anderson, Columbia Academy softball coach here on Coach's Corner, brought to you by From the Heart Cafe out in Chapel Hill, located at 4384 Nashville Highway. In Chapel Hill, go see Renee Hart and the gang. They do a fantastic job. Yesterday had fried bologna sandwich, uh, a grilled bologna and cheese even. So you can never go wrong with a great sandwich from, from the Hart Cafe. If you are headed out to Chapel Hill, just like you're going to Henry Horton, right? As you turn uh, out of Columbia, going to the state park, you can see from the Hart right there on the right. George, did you notice the title? here on Seth's. I did. He, he's also the football coach as well as the softball coach. That, that That's pretty unique. So let's
2: get to that. Seth, how do you manage the time in trying to do both of these?
3: Uh, I, I think the first thing you got to do is, is, you know, lean on the people that you surround yourself with. I mean, as you know, um, you're only as good as the people, uh, you know, who you surround yourself with. And luckily, fortunately for me, uh, I've got great uh, assistants in, in both sports. Um, you know, softball is a little unique because my assistants are my wife and my father-in-law, uh, so that can make for some interesting post-game uh, discussions for sure. Uh, and, and then on the football side of things, um, you know, I've got a great coaching staff uh, who's, you know, kind of been able to to kind of pick up the slack when I haven't been able to be there. You know, you know, time management right now, uh, being softball season. You know, softball is my, my priority. These girls uh, deserve um, everything that, that we've got full attention. So we are, you know, heading that way. And then we started spring football practice uh, on the first Sunday, the first. Uh, so, you know, uh, I'll get over there when I can. Uh, but luckily, my assistants are, are doing a great job and uh, in, in kind of heading that up right now uh, in my absence. And, uh, you know, just, just fortunate enough to, to have uh, two great staffs.
2: So when the family disagrees with what you're doing, does that I mean he's outnumbered, George. Food fight? I mean, what happens?
3: I will tell you my wife is always correct. No matter what, she's always right. Uh she'll tell you that. But uh but no. Um you know, it, it's funny because, you know, my wife, she was a, a standout pitcher here. Uh my father in law is is uh outstanding uh uh, you know, when it comes to specializing with pitchers and and, and defense, so um, you know, I do. I, I lean on them a lot of the time for for help out there. Uh, <laughs> disagreements are, are pretty, I, I you know, uh, they're common, but you know, it's it's never too bad. I Haven't yeah. slept on the couch too many nights. I'll say that.
2: Well, let let me ask this: uh, when 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 the opportunity came up to do both, did you consult with anybody and say, hey? Can I really make this work? uh
3: you, you know, I look at um, you know different different coaches uh, who I've seen have done it. You know, John McNeil over at Friendship is the head baseball coach, head football coach, and and the athletic director. Um, you know, I looked at Coach Paul Wade at DCA last year was an assistant softball head football. Um, this year we went up to CPA for a softball scrimmage, and uh, I was talking to. Um, you know, their linebackers coach is the assistant softball coach. I was, you know, talked to him for a good 30, 45 minutes before that scrimmage, uh, just kind of bouncing ideas, uh, you know, off his head, kind of picking his brain because, you know, CPA, one one of the standards uh, for athletics uh, in the mid-state for sure. Um, So just just kind of seeing, you know, what they do, what works, what doesn't work, how can I, you know, adopt it to Columbia Academy, take things that I like, don't like it, and just kind of, you know, mesh, and, you know, no, it, it, it can be done, um, and, uh, you know, like I said, I'm just excited for uh, for the opportunity.
1: George, I can tell you, those disagreements on the softball field are few and far between when you're winning as much as Columbia Academy is, so thankfully, he's got players like Avery Slaughter and Malia Hardy and, and a, a host of great softball players over at Columbia Academy, so No
2: food fights,
1: it's a little easier when, when you, when you got great, great softball players who are making you look good. And at least Ralph and Karen weekly made it obvious that it can be done.
2: <laughs> so, okay. Th- th- this is maybe a dumb question, but maybe it's a fair one. So what does one sport teach you that helps you in the other?
3: Yeah, so this goes back to my very first year doing softball. Um, I, I, I was the baseball coach for one year before uh, Coach Estep got here, and I've coached boys, you know, ever ever since I got into coaching in the fall of 2006, and that's all I'd known. Never been around girls, uh, so I get out of baseball because, you know, my wife, she, uh, we just had our first kid, and, you know, we kind of wanted to, you know focus on you know, the, the, the family aspect of of life, and me only coached football in the fall, and as soon as I got out of baseball, she took the softball job here, and she was the head coach here for for three years, and she asked me to you know kind of help her out. And I thought, well, you know, I want to spend more time with family, what, what better way than to coach with my wife?" And some of the things I learned that first year as an assistant softball coach with her, uh, just the difference between guys and girls. I mean, you, you hear it, it's kind of obvious um but even even you know a team like we have now you know we might lose a game we went up to summit and and didn't play very well earlier this year and and we got beat you know pretty good it was five to two and
1: you know
3: five minutes after the game the girls they're laughing cutting up having a good time and what I learned that first year helping out with her is it's not that it didn't bother them you know that that they lost obviously they They were upset that they lost, but they were able to turn the page, uh, you know, a lot quicker. And uh, that's what I've kind of taken uh, with me uh, into football, you know, is, you know, bad things happen. uh, You got to turn the page quick. Obviously, you know, you're upset about it just because you're you're not pouting or, or, you know, throwing a fit. That doesn't mean you're not upset, but you've got to move on. You know, you've got to get to the next stage, next play, next game, whatever it might be. And you got to have that short memory
2: uh, moving forward. Which is really interesting because when I was in my 20s and I got to do play-by-play or color at a really young age, on the college level, one of the things you learned was if you lose, when you get on that plane, <laughs> zip it <laughs> up and, and act like you're really hurt. Do Absolutely. not smile, do, you know, and, and some of it, becomes a little bit of an act but the, the the deal you learn is the head coach is the one that sets the tempo mm-hmm. nobody smiles until the head coach smiles
3: right right and, I, and you know I'm definitely not not saying hey we lose the game let's laugh and joke have a good time you know there, there's an aspect to, it to where you you want to be upset you know with yourself and your performance that hey I got to get better I, I need to be driven but you know, if if you just wear it on your sleeve constantly, then that will wear on you. Sure. You know, I, I saw saw a tweet the other day, uh, you know, saying, you know, it's proven people with bad body language do not perform at their best. You know, I, I kind of think about that, and I, that's true. You know, if you have bad body language, if you're sulking, if you're pouting, you're not going to perform uh, like you're capable of. And um, you know, I, I think I think that's that's key. Um, and then on the flip side of it what I learned coming in coaching girls uh for the first time is you know they can handle a lot more than what people think you know I you know coaching football since 2006 uh the the stigma is hey, you know these are girls kind of got to be gentle with them and and there's nothing further from the truth uh you know that they they respond uh just like the boys do. you get on to them and and they'll respond and um you know, that that was a big thing I learned when I first got into softball
1: almost six, seven years ago as an assistant. Well, Seth Anderson here on Coach's Corner, brought to you by From the Heart Cafe out in Chapel Hill in the middle of the D2A Middle Region Tournament. We'll take on DCA Friday at 5. Is that correct?
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: Currently amidst a... Month-long winning streak is Seth Anderson haven't lost since uh, Saturday, April second. So, let's uh, got to keep that Good rolling. Got to keep that rolling. So, like I said, it's a lot easier to 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 have disagreements when you're winning. So, yeah, <laughs> Coach, we appreciate your time as always. It's it's always a pleasure, and uh, look forward to covering you throughout the rest of the postseason.
3: Well, thank y'all for having me. Thank y'all for, uh, you know, getting these athletes out there getting them some recognition, uh, you know, cause, cause they all deserve. So I really appreciate that. Uh,
1: no doubt. No doubt. All right. Let's hand out some hardware, JP. How about it? Always fun to talk about the custom stone handlers team of the week. In to win life team of the week. We're going to go south. You're a little farther than your neck of the woods, JP, but but they got a lot of redheads apparently. Loretto baseball last week 5 0, beat Summertown twice, Marshall County, and Lawrence County twice. So they are the easily the county champions, it, it would appear. And uh, certainly, uh, JP's sad over there. He you don't get dings for when, when Lawrence County loses, you don't get dings, you get oh it's 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 no good but that's okay. <laughs> Congratulations to the Mustangs who are putting together quite a season in their first trek in the class 2A. Also, our MTBJ player of the week Mid Tennessee Bona and joint player of the week Columbia Central Track Lillian Moore who won the 300-meter hurdle meter hurdles at the Great 8 in 45.67 seconds. You know the Great 8 track meet is one of the premier high school track meets of the season. So winning any event there is a big deal. So congrats to Lillian Moore Good of job. Columbia Central. All right, let's take a quick break, JP. When we come back, we'll talk about the Southeastern Conference and Pac-12 commissioners making their way to Washington, D.C., thinking they're Mr. Smith or something. I'm not sure. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it. Why Why did they go? And what do they hope to accomplish We'll give you our thoughts on it right after this on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries, and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net.
0: Nobody covers high school sports quite like Main Street Preps, bringing you hyper-local coverage of the teams and athletes in your backyard. Wherever your Main Street is, well, we got a podcast just for you. The Sumner County Sports Podcast with Zach Womble. Casey's Take on Sports with Nixon Post and Cheatham County Exchange Sports Reporter Casey Patrick. The MSP North Podcast with Brady McAtamney and Blaine Keller. They cover Montgomery and Robertson Counties. The Main Street Preps this week with Russell Venose and Tyler Palmatier with a macro view of Prep Sports in Middle Tennessee. Find the latest Prep Sports news from your Main Street at MainStreetPreps.com and find these podcasts dropping weekly on the same Main Street media, social platforms, and wherever you purchase your free podcast. Back <laughs> to the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Christian, special guest, one George Plaster.
1: Welcome back in to Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. George, when Greg Sankey takes a trip on behalf of the Southeastern conference to Washington DC in order to try and make some sense of name image likeness. We Tennessee fans like myself would like to believe that he's doing it on behalf of one Nick Saban. (laughs) Well, (laughs) and, and that's, that's probably not, Entirely accurate, but probably also not entirely inaccurate, to say the least. But a a trip to to Washington, D.C., and not to Indianapolis, for one, to talk about NIL is certainly an interesting thought process, right?
2: Well, first of all, to me, it's, it's these commissioners going in front of a group that they think could elicit some change. Some of this is very phony because while the SEC is complaining that this is getting out of hand, it's their own member institutions (laughs) that are allowing it to get out of hand. You know, you're hearing numbers right now that sound like old baseball deals. Four years, two million bucks for a quarterback. Okay, that's absurd. We all know it's absurd. We all will finally figure this out when some athlete, you know, comes clean and says, I couldn't go pro, I was going to have to take a pay cut. (laughs) So that's your first problem in this. But, you know, it's really interesting because what really was starting to go on as we got toward January and February was a lot of backbiting internally. They were all aiming it at Jimbo Fisher at the time. But Fisher could have turned right back around and said, okay, what about you, Alabama? Here's what you've offered so-and-so. And And Kirby, before you pipe up, I know that you've offered so-and-so this much. In Tennessee, here's the quarterback you signed. And this is going to start getting into some name-calling if somebody with a lick of common sense does not step up and say, okay, what do we do here because the answer we all believe is that athletes should get paid something agreed but should it be 4 years at 2 million bucks hell no we all know that we know there's a problem but now what they're doing is they're going to a higher court since the ncaa has decided hands that, off yeah that, that they're completely useless yeah. in this yeah. and Absolutely. and emirate i guess Finally got the hint and he's gonna retire. And I don't know who they're gonna replace him with. Hopefully somebody that's got a lick of common sense. But the, the the fact of the matter is they're looking for some help. They're looking to have somebody police them because in the end they can't police themselves.
1: Do and this is just this is my thought on this, like you said, a there are some member institutions, and most likely folks like Arkansas and South Carolina, who and Missouri, who who don't have folks willing to dish out millions of dollars for, you know, what's his name? I am I-, I am Aliva. Uh, <laughs> Nico. Nico. They don't have the guys who are, They don't have the boosters who are going to fork out that kind of money. So,
2: you might want to take Arkansas out well, of No, Arkansas list.
1: probably has. Yeah, they they've they've got some. But on the Pac-12 side, same thing. They've got a few member institutions who are saying, "Look, USC's just going to use this because they have the ability. Tennessee has the ability to become relevant again by simply paying players." The
2: one of the things that that would be interesting to know and I don't pretend to know it in the Pac-10, I think you've got three or four schools that are incredibly passionate. Mm-hmm. USC, Oregon, probably when Herm Edwards went to Arizona State, you can probably throw them in there. But Another is club. the rank and file in the Pac-12 as interested in college football as they are in the SEC? No. I don't think so. I think they've got so many other things going on out there. What would it becomes, It becomes difficult, and they're sitting there looking for some help they want to equal the playing field
1: See, one would think that as much as the pac 12 has been eliminated from the college football playoff that they would want a team like usc to rise back to the top so that they can get some of that cfp money that they're not getting
2: look i think all of them know that this is out of control it is and i think they're looking for somebody what, what you don't ever find anymore In the old days, for instance, when you had all these baseball strikes and you were always looking around, is there anybody out there that can get both sides in a room and say, look, for the good of the sport, let's do X? The truth of it is, Greg Sankey could have been that person. Yes. He sold out to Texas and Oklahoma, and he has created a lot of this mess with a level of greed that, you know, I'm not saying he wasn't employed to do this. But what if he had told Texas and Oklahoma, look, we'd love to have you, but our gain will be the rest of college athletics ruin. And yet, at the time that that went down, that thought never crossed his mind. It's just gimme, 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 grab everything I can grab. And right now, that's the attitude that's got college athletics in this mess that they're in.
1: JP we didn't talk about it yesterday, but Ohio State's athletics director mentioned that you know he felt like that the Power five college football playoff schools should break off into their own, I guess entity, but is that not already already the case? I mean well, the, the college football playoff does govern a lot of college football.
2: I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's starting to happen. Do I believe that Toledo has the same shot of being in a national title game as as Alabama? Of course I don't. But what hasn't happened is they haven't made it official. And part of the reason they haven't made it official is because the little guy, and frankly the fans, like the concept of the little guy having a chance in the NCAA basketball tournament. Now. I don't believe they want it for the entire three weeks, but I think they enjoy watching a George Mason or a pick-whatever VCU. The first weekend. That first weekend. Sure. And I think that's probably the one thing that's stopping this from being made official, this separation of the little guy and the big guy. And then the question is, who are the big guys? Who qualifies? Is Vandy a big guy? If you look at their football stadium, you wouldn't think so. Is, um, is the University of Minnesota a big guy? Well, they may be because they're in the, the Pac-10. Is Washington State? I mean, who decides ultimately who makes the cut and who doesn't?
1: That's, that is the question. I think, I mean, to me, if I were college football czar for a day, Mm -hmm. It would be power five conferences are one division. G six conferences are one division. FCS is one division. And I feel like between, if you make it those three and just say, look, we've got a champion, we've got a champion, we've got a champion because here's the thing. We don't have a mid-major champion and there should be a mid-major champion.
2: The question is, can the mid-major championship, Get themselves a TV deal that makes any sense. Does a, for instance, CBS Sports Network pony up for the right to have as a title game Northern Illinois against pick whoever?
1: Middle Tennessee State. Okay. For whatever reason.
2: Is there enough money available to make that feasible?
1: I don't know. I, uh, well, I, I mean, I'm not sure what ESPN's paying for FCS, but there's money there at least for the semifinals and finals.
2: Yeah, but, but but the point is, are you going to get the kind of audience you need and, and an entity to spend the kind of money where Northern Illinois and MTSU can say, okay, I'm cool with this.
1: We can get our money and we can go. If it's comparable to CFP? Why not? If it's well, yeah. not, then you you have to. But how's it going to be comparable? Well, they're already not getting anything. Right. So, I mean, much of anything. They're getting a little, but they're not getting much of anything. So, that's, I mean, if you can get a little more from CBS Sports Network, who's willing to, who's willing to put your four-team playoff, you know, in, and, and, you know, maybe Fox or whatever. And because, look, Fox with the USFL, these are the players who are going to be playing in the USFL, right? Most of these G5 kids. Mm -hmm. So maybe there's a connection there with the XFL, the USFL, something like, I don't know.
2: Well, if you want to be commissioner, do you realize how weird this is? This is the first time anybody's asked me a question in 30 years. It's weird because you're usually in my. I'm seat. usually in that seat. It's weird. Badgering somebody on this side. Hope you enjoyed. It's a little hope weird. You enjoyed it, George. Thank you. It may be the last time. Okay. <laughs> you're getting back into the business. Good then. Seeing you as well.
1: <laughs> Let's take a halftime break and talk about something uh, not sports related. What do you say, JP? We'll be right back on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. After this.